You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with Andy Barrar today. We're broadcasting live across the Course Radio Network. Lots of uh, interesting stuff this week. We've got some cool guests uh, coming online as well. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking to um, the folks at Rec Room Gaming about how you could build your own retro arcade. And I know, Mike, this is like a dream of yours. Well, you know, I loved playing like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and Space Invaders. So uh, these guys actually sell... Uh, the cabinets, like the old arcade cabinets, well, they're not old, they're new, and uh, you can actually make your own arcade machine and play all of those games. It's amazing. Basically, if you can make IKEA furniture, you can build yourself this cabinet <laughs> and then use a flat screen um, monitor and maybe a computer, an old computer, and you can make yourself a retro arcade machine. We'll learn all about that. We'll also uh, be talking about uh, a little bit about the CRTC and uh, over-the-air broadcasting. This is something that's near and dear to my heart. And a lot of people don't know this. We talk about this all the time on the show, about how you can get free HD channels from what's called the over-the-air HD antennas. I have one of these installed at my house, and so I've been getting about eight free local broadcast channels. But uh, there are hearings at the CRTC right now, and that could change or it could not, but we'll learn more just a little later talking to the folks at Nuvio. Of course, we'll also then get the app of the week with Christina Stoyanova. Apple iPhone 6 launched. I'm always amazed, Andy. You know, they do the announcement for the new Apple product, like the iPhone 6, and within a matter of a few weeks, it's in the stores. So they've been able to keep it fairly secret, do the announcement, and then a few weeks later, it's shipping. Yeah. Does that blow you away? It, the logistics blows me away that they can keep things secret for so long and then make an announcement and then with have like the next end of the week, you could pre-order it. The following week, you can buy it in the store. Um, they're having some supply issues right now. The lineups were huge. Mike, I walked by Pacific Center here in downtown Vancouver Thursday morning. People are already lined up. And it didn't come up till Friday. So Thursday morning, they were already lining up. I don't know if you saw this in the news, Andy, though. Uh, Metrotown, yep. the Apple store there, uh, police had to come in at 4 in the morning to help with the crowds. There was, there was hundreds and hundreds, I think 600 people in line. Can you think of any other product out there that has that much fanfare for the release, uh, for a, a yearly release? I've never... I don't know, Cabbage Patch Dolls back in the 90s? <laughs> That's right. They, they, they were hit during the Christmas time. <laughs> no, but it's crazy. Uh, record pre-sales for the new uh, phones as well. Uh, I think in one day, they pre-sold 4, four. million of them. Can you, can you even fathom that? Well, basically, this could be the biggest launch in Apple's, what, 33-year career? Yep. So... For a long time, we were wondering, does Apple still have that flair? Are, are, are they losing it? Are they going to become second place? But from the lineups that we've seen, Hell we no. know. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, we know they're very strong. They're doing really well. Interesting to see when the watch comes out, the Apple Watch, if people will buy that or not. I'm also interested to see what model they're going to get. Is it the iPhone 6 or the 6 Plus? Because right now, people have choice. And before, you never had a choice on what size you wanted. I'm hearing uh, the 6 Plus sold out the quickest, but again, only rumors. Uh, I think a lot of people were waiting for that larger iPhone, you know, with the 5.5-inch screen. But could you imagine making that switch from, like, say, the iPhone 5 to the 6 Plus? What, no, what if you had an iPhone 4, like, with a... It, that's a 3.5-inch screen. Crazy. And you're jumping up to a 5.5-inch screen? I... I think that's a huge shift, but the I'm thing, excited to I'm excited to see it. One thing I've seen from people, and we like this is a phablet, your phone tablet hybrid. Yeah, 
everyone that I know that's got a, a phablet loves it and they can never go back to something smaller. So it's really a, a case on can you fit it in your pocket? And if you can, then you'll probably want to get it. And of course, when you have a phablet, you have a bigger battery life as well. That's the word on the street. Uh, anyway, uh, iPhone 6 out now. If you can get your hands on one, I think they're sold out everywhere. But, you know, you can always go down and check out uh, your cell phone store. And, of course, uh, I know a lot of um, the carriers uh, are allowing you to go online and uh, reserve one as well. But I think uh, it'll be a few weeks before you get your hands on one. Or if you got a lot of a boatload of money, you could always go on Craigslist and, and get one of the unlocked and, and versions. eBay. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing... Uh, just reading here that uh, some of them are selling online between twelve hundred to sixteen hundred dollars. It's a it's a case of supply and demand, and there's people out there that want it. They want it right away, and they're willing to pay more for it. You're still an Android guy, though. Ah, uh, once you go Android, you never go back, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't rhyme. <laughs> uh, iOS eight, uh, which is the operating system for. Uh, Many of the iPhones and uh, iPads out there has launched this week as well. It's uh, preloaded on the new iPhone 6s, but if you've got uh, an iPhone 4S uh, or iPad 2 and up, uh, you can download this new operating system. One thing you've got to keep in mind, and a lot of people learn this the hard way, is you're going to need at least 5 to 6 gigs on your phone that's free for you to make this install, this upgrade install. That's if you're just doing it from your phone. If you actually plug it into your computer and into iTunes, I think it's only about a gig. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, most people don't even plug their phones back into the computer anymore. So um, it's, a, it's a good tip to know. Like, a lot of people have content, videos, pictures. I know you do. You have, like, thousands of pictures on I, your I phone. I got a pretty – I got 64-gig phone. You have a 64-gig? And how much space do you have left on Nothing. there? <laughs> <laughs> I take lots of pictures uh, and uh, a lot of uh, video with it. Uh, so, yeah, that was an issue for some people. Uh, they were having to, uh, you know, make room and delete some of their stuff uh, – uh, to download the five gigs so that they could upgrade. But again, here's the tip. Uh, if you don't have that room, plug the thing into your computer, into iTunes, and do it from iTunes, and it's only like a gig. So it's a lot easier to do. I know everybody at the office, when it first came out, was upgrading their phones, and we upgraded our, our Get Connected tablet to the iOS 8. It's a, it's a nice look. I like it. It's flatter. Uh, what's his name? Johnny, Johnny Ive? Yeah. He, uh, he pretty much spearheaded the new design of this so and that guy is very very creative as we all know so it looks it looks nice it's functioning pretty well and i think a lot of people are going to be happy about it the one thing i'm wondering is the 4s will it make it run slower because we've seen that before when upgrades to the operating system happened yeah uh been reading a few places that uh some people are having issues with it running slower so uh we'll keep our uh our fingers on that pulse. And, to see. and you know another thing, Mike, is when you make the upgrade and you don't like it, you can't go back. This is a big decision. You need to sit down and think about it before you upgrade your operating system because uh, it could slow potentially slow down your iPhone, especially if you have a 4S. But at the same time, uh, it is a nicer design, and the, the notifications is one thing I noticed that was greatly improved on this new version. Well, it's kind of cool, too. It's got a new feature called continuity. So uh, if you've uh, upgraded your iPhone and iPad to iOS 8 and you've got... Uh, uh, an Apple uh, computer or laptop that's running the latest version of uh, that operating system, you, you can actually start typing an email on one of the devices, and then as you move over to your laptop, for example, you can continue writing the email there. It just knows. And it's seamless. It's seamless. It's, uh, it's like spooky magic. Yeah, and I think that's a great feature because you can imagine someone like on their way to work. Maybe they're taking transit and they're writing an email. They get back into the office, and then they can continue it on their uh, iMac or their MacBook Pro. Another interesting uh, feature of iOS 8, uh, Apple has made it literally 
impossible uh, to crack. Uh, the encryption is very strong on it, uh, and uh, I guess law enforcement, especially down in the U.S., uh, is not happy about it because before they could actually contact Apple to unlock uh, phones and iPads to get in the information. Uh, Apple has now made that impossible with the latest version of iOS 8. It was a very smart move because... Typically, you have to get like a search warrant to search on someone's phone. Well, Apple is saying, you know what, we're not going to say no. We just can't do it physically. It's just not possible. We don't know how to unlock it. They really designed it with the encryption so that they couldn't do that, so that problem is solved. The next version of Android, which is typical, or what's supposedly called Android L, is going to have the exact same feature. So I don't think law enforcement is going to be too happy about this. But I'm also wondering, I don't know if you ever seen that TV show about border guards, because like, they're allowed to check on your phone and look at everything everything that's going on but that's uh, if that's if you give them the password but you have to give them the password or or they're not going to let you into the country so they might still have access but law enforcement they're going to have to ask for search warrants but they can't go to apple to get the phone unlocked and uh it's probably because of what happened with that whole nudie gate scandal that they have with the celebrities um they're going to try to make it more secure so that they don't ever have to have that kind of problem again because that was bad PR just before the launch. And did you notice during the Apple launch, they never mentioned iCloud at all? Not once did I hear the word iCloud. Yeah, it, it's tough. You know, I, I don't know if that was a fair uh, thing to Apple. Like, most, most of those uh, celebrities that got uh, their accounts hacked, it's just because um, these hackers went in and guessed. Yes. Their passwords. Yeah, and it, so it's not Apple's fault, but the damage was done, and so they had to react no matter what. The prize this week, Andy. We got an interesting prize today. You, you know, tech's getting very complicated, so we're going to keep it simple. We're giving away the Flipper Big Button Universal Remote Control. If you're a senior and you, have, and you find those controllers to be very complicated for your television, you're going to want to enter this. It is the most simple universal big button controller you can get for your television. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com to enter and win the Flipper Big Button Universal Remote Control. When we come back from the break, have you dreamed of owning your own Donkey Kong machine or Pac-Man arcade machine? Well, now you can make your own. We're going to be talking with the folks over at Rec Room Masters on uh, kits that they sell that allow you to do that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by Leonard Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo and Andy Barrar, broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network all across Canada. You can, of course, listen to us online as well through getconnectedmedia.com, our website, uh, cknw.com, and SoundCloud. That's right. I absolutely love SoundCloud. So if you any, missed any of our past shows, you could always go and search Get Connected in SoundCloud, and you can listen to all of our shows. Have you ever dreamed of owning your own arcade machine? Well, that dream can be a reality now. On the line, we've got Wayne Shiner. He's the president of Rec Room Masters. Thanks for coming on the show, Wayne. Thank you, guys. I'm I'm excited to have you on the show because I love uh, arcade games, especially uh, a lot of the old retro classics. Uh, you know, like the, the Pac-Man's and yeah. Joust and Frogger. Uh, your company actually makes uh, kits that allow people to make their own arcade cabinet. Actually, yeah, it's it's very very simple, easy to assemble. The best way to describe it is uh, IKEA style arcade cabinet kits. So if you can make IKEA furniture, you can make one of these. Absolutely. So what's what's involved? Uh, say you know, you know me. I want to have my own arcade machine. What do I do? I go to your website. Right. See, um, just go to our website and you just scroll through and find the option that's best for you. There's so many different platforms, 
so many different styles we have to choose from. Anything from pedestal, sit down, bar top, cocktail. I mean, you, you name it, we have we have the option for it. But we our business model is based on simplicity. Um, we want also affordability. We wanted actually to make sure that the the customer has an option to actually get something that they never actually had before, which is um, based upon an affordable standpoint. Usually these things would cost in the range of thousands of dollars, but we've changed all that. We've made it much more affordable for the average person. So what are we looking at here? Uh, they can get one of your cabinets. What else will they need? Okay, what they will, all, all you need is your own. If you're going to go retro, all you need is your own PC, a monitor, uh, anywhere from a 22-inch monitor up to a 32-inch monitor or even more with a pedestal, depending on the model you select. And you just install your own equipment. And we do partner with X-Arcade, which makes a great platform for a controller. A lot of our cabinets uh, do fit the X-Arcade tank stick or the X-Arcade dual joystick, which is a very affordable solution that's plug-and-play straight out of the box, especially for a lot of uh, emulators and, and retro games. So all you basically need is uh, your own PC, a monitor, a flat-screen monitor, and the controller, and you're pretty much up and ready to go. And and your cabinets, like what kind of price points are we looking at? Well, it, the, the, the upright cabinets tend to start around two ninety nine. Pedestals are very popular because they're affordable. A lot of people already have um, flat screen TVs or any type of TV they want to use for the uh, application lying around. A lot of these people already have um, uh, PCs and their own equipment lying around. Some even have the XRK tank stick or dual stick lying around. So a price point at two ninety nine plus a reasonable UPS ground shipping price really makes it achievable for the average person. I, I love that because, you know, if you wanted to get your own arcade machine, I mean, like you were saying, those things can run thousands of dollars. Absolutely, absolutely. And, that, and that's our job. Our job is to make it now achievable for everybody. What I like, too, though, you know, especially with the retro games, you know, you get one of your cabinets. Uh, you know, obviously there's a few different types there. Uh, you can get a monitor. Uh, and uh, you talked about that X-Arcade uh, uh, joystick or tank stick. I got one of those sure. things. I think they're about 150 200 bucks. For those around there, yeah, no, no more than two hundred. Um, about anywhere from ninety nine to two hundred dollars, depending on the model you select. Yeah, and and those things are like the joysticks that were in the arcade, you know, essentially as yeah. well as the quality. Yes, right? yes, they they use American style uh, concave uh, push buttons, so it's it's a, a great look and feel to the throwback of the eighties and the nineties. Wayne, I'm going to take a wild guess here and try to predict that your customers are males, forty-something males. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 a good uh, that's a good estimate. Uh, we, we we do actually have some some younger customers as well. We do a lot of stuff with the um, fighting game community and the console, the professional game community. But for the most part, we have built our company around the retro style of gameplay, which are around that demographic you just described. So, you know, this is cool, though, because, you know, you've got, and typically a lot of people have older computers lying around, which in, in most cases are powerful enough to run these games. Uh, and sure. then you can just get one of those arcade emulators that are available on the Internet, and there's literally yep. thousands of those retro games available. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many different options, anywhere from even a, an emulator downloadable to an Xbox 360, a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2. I mean, the, the options are limitless. Even Steam, which is a great online platform, are remaking a lot of the classic games in HD formats. Mm. I know that uh, Earthworm Jim, Strider, a lot of the Pac-Man series, a lot of these are being remastered in an HD format, and they're a lot of fun to play on an HD monitor.
Steam. I didn't even realize that they were doing that. You just you're killing more of my hours. I can't get any work done. <laughs> that is well, that's, awesome. that, that, that's the point. That's what we do. Uh, so you know, we talked about the upright cabinets, but you're also talking about the cocktail ones uh, as well, which uh, uh, you know a lot of bars and stuff used to have, which were pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Those kits, we can't even keep those in stock. Those kits are um, they're so easy to put together. We actually um, we we. The kit that we have is basically for a real simplex setup, primarily for MAME or an emulator setup, which I know is kind of unorthodox because there's a lot of folks out there that really like the JAMA, and that's great too, and we have products for that as well. But for the easy, simple, straight-out-of-the-box setup, the kit that we have for, um, I believe we listed for $299, is so easy to set up. You're up and running in about a half an hour. And uh, we have that particular kit, you have to install your own buttons, which a lot of people like doing. They like taking ownership in the process. They like wiring it up. But not everybody can do that, so we also offer a solution where we actually ship the controllers assembled and you just plug and play. Well, uh, you know, we're talking here with Wayne Shiner. He's uh, the uh, president and owner over at Rec Room Masters. Uh, I, I love your website. It's very straightforward and uh, lots of information to get people up and going. Uh, the website address again? It's www.recroommasters.com. If you're into in any of these old arcade games like Donkey Kong or Joust Frogger uh, or even wanting to hook up like an Xbox or PlayStation, definitely something to look at. Thanks again for joining us on the show today, Wayne. Thank you guys so much, and I look forward to uh, talking to you guys again in the future, okay? You betcha. That was Wayne Shiner over at Rec Room Masters. I love those old arcade games, Andy. Okay, so i got to ask you, Mike, favorite game of all time, what is it? If you could play only one game for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Dig Dug. I don't know if you remember that Dig game. Dig Dug. Yeah, you, you're this little guy that goes underground, and there's like little monsters down there, and you have this little air pump gun, and you just pump them up and blow them up. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a little bit younger than you. Mine was Street Fighter. I remember playing that. It, I was so addictive. If I found a quarter at home, I would run to the corner store and play it, and then I'd run back home and then, you know, look underneath the couch to find, uh, you know, more quarters and more money to play. It was uh, one of the best games that I ever played, and I used to dream about having that arcade in the home, but now you can do that. It, it is so awesome. Like, these things are amazing. Uh, they even have links where you can actually customize the deckling on the side. So you can have, like, Mike's Arcade, you know, what have you. Beautiful stuff. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, be talking about the CRTC hearings about free over-the-air HD channels. Also, uh, later, about Netflix. The CRTC orders Netflix to hand over confidential data. What's that all about? You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar, broadcasting live across the Course Radio Network right across Canada. Of course, you can listen to us online as well at getconnectedmedia.com and up on SoundCloud. want to talk about TV. TV world is changing, cable, satellite. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people now are going over the air as well. CRTC has been having lots of hearings over the past uh, few weeks. On the line right now to get uh, his thoughts and also to talk about some cool technology is Grant Hall. He's the CEO and founder of Nuvio. Thanks for coming on the line, Grant. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, just quickly before we get into uh, you know, over-the-air television and the CRTC, maybe just uh, a quick uh, explanation of what Nuvio is all about. Sure. Um, we're just releasing a new product. Um, actually, we launched it at CES early on in the year, and it's called Tableau, and it's fundamentally a, a PVR, personal video recorder, for antennas. So it receives free over-the-air AC you know, TV, records it, 
And then rather than connecting to a TV, it actually streams it to every device in your home. So your smartphone, your tablet, uh, to your big screen 3 TV through a Roku or a Chromecast or an Apple TV or to your PC and Mac. So it's uh, you know, a very exciting product. Kind of cool. You know, we've actually talked a lot about uh, over-the-air uh, HD antennas, uh, you know, not only on our TV show but here on the radio show. And uh, uh, a lot of uh, listeners actually calling in saying that they've actually set these things up. And I know you've got one going too, Andy. Yeah, I put one um, on the top of my house, and it's a, a big antenna, a heavy-duty one. And the, the picture quality is absolutely amazing. It's uncompressed HD. Grant, one thing I've never understood is why do the broadcasters – uh, emit these free HD channels anyway. Is it is it per CRTC regulations? Well, that's my understanding. I mean, I'm I'm not a lawyer, but I mean, this is fundamentally how they started. They broadcast it, and their license is as a broadcaster, which means you broadcast over the air. Now, historically, that's the way it was. Um, you know, we used to use you know rabbit ears or antennas on our roofs, and then. You know, we switched to cable, um, you know, some time ago, I guess about 30 or 40 years ago. And but broadcast has been there all the time. And, you know, as you pointed out, they just made the transition a couple of years ago from analog, that old fuzzy, you know, ghosty picture we used to see to this, you know, pure digital pristine picture. I think a lot of people just don't realize it's there. They've forgotten about it. Um, But. You know, it's my understanding that, yeah, they, this is part of their responsibility and, and uh, you know, what they do for that spectrum that they own. And, uh, you know, they provide the service to the public. Well, it's interesting. You know, I've been reading up about uh, over-the-air uh, broadcasting here in Canada. Uh, Rogers, uh, obviously one of the big cable companies, they estimate about 8% of Canadians uh, of the viewing audience for television uh, actually gets those signals uh, over the air, which uh, is is a lot more than I, I actually thought. Are you surprised by that number? No, no. I actually, I think that's low because I think, you know, it is growing. And, and we're seeing that in, in, you know, some of the studies that are coming out of the U.S. And, you know, particularly in urban centers, um, you know, most people are pretty close to the broadcast tower. You know, in Toronto, for example, the CN Tower is uh, the biggest thing in the city. So, you know, as awareness grows of I just put this little antenna, you know, perhaps the size of a hardcover book in my window and I get all this free HD, you know, our, our company is kind of founded on the premise that that's just going to take off, that it's, uh, you know, very compelling for a lot of people and you know, can potentially save them a lot of money. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I love the idea of the over-the-air you know, signals and, and getting an antenna to get those free. But, uh, you know, one of the things that's always been on my mind is, like, that just kind of puts me back to the old way to watch TV, like live. Uh, you know, now we've got all these digital PVRs and what have you. And, and, and your yep. your solution really is taking the over-the-air uh, signals into the, uh, I guess, the digital age here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we've... We've all become, you know, very accustomed to PVRs. I think the penetration is well over 50% in most households. You know, we have them on cable and satellite, and we just got very used to, you know, being able to skip commercials to be truthful and, and time-shifting and watching it when we want and being able to pause and then resume when we want. So that convenience, you know, once you've had it, you just get hooked on it. So that's fundamentally what our product is about. It's about, um, you know, providing all that, um, you know, convenience and all those features uh, for free over-the-air HDTV. So you just plug in the antenna, you connect our box to the network, and um, whatever device you have in the home, um, you can now enjoy that, that great PVR experience. 
You know, I know the CRTC's uh, been having a lot of hearings <laughs> lately about uh, the television landscape and, you know, the new players like Netflix and, and, and what have you. Uh, should we worry about uh, over-the-air broadcasts disappearing in the future? Well, I mean, it's, it's one of the issues that they tabled. And, you know, obviously we have a vested interest, but I think it's just going in the wrong direction. I mean, I think the motivation for the hearings were people getting fed up with their cable bills and being forced these, you know, big packages and 500 channels that they didn't really watch anyways, you know, it's about choice. And, you know, retaining over-the-air TV, I think, is important because if you take that away and force people to go to cable or satellite, not only do they have to pay that subscription, even if you lower it, but now you're tied into their ecosystem. You have to buy their PVR. You have to buy their HD set-top boxes, and that's a lot of money. Um, And you're tied into the experience that they deliver. You have no flexibility. Well, it's interesting. You know, we spend, I even look at my house. Uh, you know, I've got a family, three kids, a uh, wife. Uh, we are spending ungodly sums of money on our, on our cable, uh, phone, and, and internet service. I'm like up over $200 uh, a month. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it is crazy. And, and I hear this time and time again. You know, we talk to customers a lot, and, uh, you know, it's surprising the amount of frustration out there. And then, you know, the, the, home environment is changing as well. It's, it's not just about the TV anymore. They want to enjoy that content on their tablets while they're, you know, in bed, um, you know, just before they go to sleep. They want to watch the game in the backyard, you know, on their tablet or their smartphone. So, you know, we just haven't kept up, kept up with the times. And, um, you know, that's really what we're about. It's kind of creating the environment you can enjoy that free broadcast TV, um, you know, wherever and, and on whatever device you want it. And it's not really that difficult to set these antennas up anymore, really, is it? No. I mean, it's um, it kind of depends whether you're in a rural or an urban setting. In an urban setting, generally, put it in a window, and it can be very small that, you know, has hopefully line of sight to the, um, you know, to the tower that's broadcasting. In a rural situation, um, you know, if you're, if you're, quite a distance from the the broadcast towers, you may have to, you know, as you have, look at a more elaborate outdoor antenna, but still they're quite affordable. It's it's not, uh, you know, you're looking at maybe one or two months of your cable bill to put that on your roof if, if that's what you have to do. And, a, you know, and a small window antenna is really, you know, anywhere from 20 to 50 bucks. So it's, it's, it's very affordable. Yeah, I know we actually tried one on the show, uh, Andy, uh, a little RCA one. It's like a flat little thing. It was an indoor antenna. Uh, we set it up at yep. uh, Lindsay's house here in town in Vancouver. She's like right near the downtown core. Uh, and I was surprised at how many channels we picked up with that thing. Yeah, we got about eight local broadcast channels. Grant, how many, how many channels are available in the Toronto area? Um, it really depends. I mean, people lucky enough to, you know, have a view out over the lake can get the Buffalo station. So you get all of the, you know, U.S. networks as well. Um, you know, typically I've heard 20 to 30. Um, we're in Ottawa, which is a small town, um, and we get uh, 15. Wow. So I think, you know, most cities across Ottawa, people just aren't aware, across Canada, just people aren't aware of what's out there and, and what you can get for free. Um, Super cool. So basically, hook up one of these antennas, get one of your little boxes there, and uh, you can watch that content anywhere. You can. And and we even do the um, the place shifting function. So if you're at the hotel or you're on a business trip, you can dial in with your uh, tablet or your smartphone or your PC and Mac and you know, watch all that content as well. Grant, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, very exciting technology. Where can people find out more about it? 
Our website is www.tablotv.com, and it's tablo, T-A-B-L-O-T-V, one word, dot com. Grant Hall, CEO and founder of Nuvio, talking about the, uh, the Tableau device to uh, allow you to uh, actually uh, save and record your favorite shows uh, from uh, over-the-air antennas and uh, play them on smartphones and tablets. When we come back from the break, Andy and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, Netflix and what CR- the CRTC is asking them for. And, of course, uh, later on, App of the Week with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. Shortly, we'll be uh, hearing App of the Week with Christina. Right now, Netflix uh, in the news. Uh, the CRTC has ordered Netflix to hand over confidential data. On the final day of its television hearings, the CRTC demanded online giant Netflix release subscriber information, Canadian content numbers, and project spending, and set a strict Monday deadline to hand it all over. What do you th- what do you think, Andy? Well, just think about during the evening time how much traffic Canadian internet traffic is based on Netflix. If you look at Netflix and YouTube combined, fifty percent of all the peak hours are on those two platforms. And so, what the big argument here is: if so many Canadians are watching Netflix, shouldn't Netflix start contributing to Canadian content like all the other broadcasters have to do? And uh, it's just like. The game has changed so quickly in the last couple of years. Canadians are one of the fastest adopters of Netflix. They're one of the biggest subscribers per capita. So it's a it's an interesting argument, and uh, I'm interested to see how Netflix is going to defend that. Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, Netflix uh, really doesn't have a physical presence here in Canada. Doesn't really have Canadian employees. Doesn't really spend any money on Canadian content, but is allowed to come in and sell their service, essentially. Yep. Um, They don't really have any Canadian content regulations as far as how much content they have through their service. All these things that our broadcasters are bound by. Exactly. So does that put our guys at a disadvantage? Uh, I guess they would argue yes. CBC says yes. Yes. Um, so important Netflix, they're, they're getting a lot of heat right now. The CRTC is asking for this data. But at the same time, the movie studios that are producing the content for Netflix are mad that Canadians can get access to U.S. Netflix and, or some, from any other world, say in Australia, you want to get access to U.S. Netflix. So they're actually putting pressure on Netflix to stop that because, Mike, I'm one of those guys. I watch U.S. Netflix at home all the time. And it's so easy. You just need a simple little plug-in for the Chrome browser, I use one called Hola, H-O-L-A, and you can just plug it in, and it makes it look like your internet traffic is coming from the U.S., and then suddenly when you load Netflix up, you get all that beautiful U.S. content. But what do you think? You know, Netflix has got millions of Canadian subscribers. Uh, should they be required to have a certain amount of Canadian content that they have to carry or actually provide money to the Canadian uh, television fund? I think they should. I think we, we're now seeing Netflix start to create content and with like shows like House of Cards and Orange, Orange is the, the New, New Black. Black. So at the same time, the one thing is, will they create regional content or content based on countries? Because they're all around the world. At the same time, Mike, it opens up a huge precedent if they do so because other countries are going to say the same thing and it's going to put a lot of pressure on Netflix. And what would probably end up happening is they're going to even charge us even more 
to get that same content. And the price point that they have is really good. I know that they've just announced that they're going to increase the prices, but if you're a current subscriber, it's grandfathered for about two years, I believe. Yeah, so we have you know new services coming into play here. Rogers and Shaw are teaming up with their new service, ShowMe, uh, coming in at the same price monthly yep. uh, as Netflix. Uh, but, you know, they've got a lot more restrictions on them. They do. They do, as, as you know, broadcasters, and they own a lot of, uh, you know, content creation as well. Uh, so they're, they're paying big bucks for that. But, again, Netflix is not. Is that fair? I don't, I don't think it's fair. I just don't know how you can force Netflix to do that. It's, it's going to be a real tricky situation. And um, I've actually, when we go to CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, I always go for dinner with the folks at Netflix. And after a couple of glasses of wine, I, I try to go like off the record and ask them these kind of questions like, what do you do? Do you care that we're watching U.S. content? And he had told me, he goes, we don't care until the movie studios come up to us and say, hey, you got to do something about this. He goes, then we have to actually deal with it. So for Canadians, there might be, soon enough, you might not be able to get access to U.S. Netflix. They're going to really start hampering down on that whole VPN or virtual private networks that are en enabling people to do that. Well, time will tell. When we come back from the break, we will be looking at the app of the week with Christina Stoyanova. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Net Network. We'll be back right after this. Meetings are important for every business. They allow you to close deals faster, problems solve better, create new opportunities. But airfare and hotels are expensive, and just commuting across town takes so much time. That's why I highly recommend Citrix GoToMeeting. It's the best, most efficient way to meet with clients and coworkers from the convenience of your computer, smartphone, or tablet. With GoToMeeting, you can meet online as often as you like. It's easy. Just click a link, turn on your webcam, and you're instantly connected to your team. They'll see your screen on their screen so you can review documents in real time while seeing each other in HD. That's high-definition video. GoToMeeting allows you to cut out the wasted time and expensive travel without losing that personal touch of meeting in person. We use GoToMeeting for the show all the time. It's just like being in the same room even when we're miles apart. Start your free... 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.ca. That's GoToMeeting.ca for your free 30-day trial. You're back with Get Connected with Mike and Andy. The contest one more time. We're giving away the Flipper Big Button Universal Remote Control. It's the only senior-friendly remote control that's specifically designed for digital broadcast technology, and it will work with your set-top boxes, too. You got to check it out. It is the simplest remote control you could ever ask I love for. this thing. This thing is awesome. You have like power, volume, channels, and you can set preset channel, your favorite channels on it as well. And it's super easy. They even have how-to videos online to show you how to get up and running. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest page to enter and win. We also have our last week contest. is still open. It's the Canix Portable Backup Battery Charger for your smartphone and tablet. This little battery pack will charge your smartphone and tablet simultaneously so you always have juice for your mobile devices. And you can find that at our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Well, it's that time of the week. Once again, we've got uh, Christina here in studio to uh, tell us about the app of the week. How are you doing, Christina? Pretty good. How are you, Mike? Good. What do you got for us? So this week I have an iOS app that is called expire it's spelled x-p-i-r-e and what this app does is it actually allows you to set your social media posts to expire it 
So how do you mean? What, give me an example. Oh, uh, okay. So a few weeks ago, you were in New York uh, at a press event, and you're in New York, and you want to know if anyone you know is in town. So you, of course, send out that Facebook post that says, hey, I'm in New York. Any of my friends here? Which I did. Yep, yep. exactly. You want to go for a drink with someone, right? Yeah. Uh, that social media post doesn't necessarily need to live on your page forever. And so you can actually set that in expire to an to expire within, uh, you know, a few minutes, a few days, a week, whatever. So this works with Facebook? Facebook, Twitter, yeah. So I could write a quick Facebook post like, Andy is a banana, and have that expire like in 20 minutes after I posted it. Yeah, I really don't know why you're writing that post, but okay, Mike. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why that was the first thing that came to my, my, my mind. So do you, do you think this would be popular with many people? Well, I mean, I think it's a good idea because it reduces your digital footprint. Not everything that you post on your Facebook page needs to be out there forever and clog up your your page. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a cool idea. Would you use it? I would use it, especially for something like that. Hey, I'm in Toronto. Anyone want to have a drink with me? Yeah, I don't need that on there forever. Andy isn't a banana, by yeah. the way. So this is <laughs> only know. available on uh, iPhones and iPads? Uh, yeah, so it's iOS, um, and it's free from the App Store. It also has some other features on there that you can test out. You can actually link your Tumblr account to it and everything. I know you're big on Tumblr, Mike. Yeah. Do people still use Tumblr? Yes, they still use Tumblr. <laughs> who? Like, what kind of people? People who blog. Ah, sounds kind of crazy to me. Well, thank you for the uh, app of the week, Christina. Thank you. As always, uh, a pleasure. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Of course, Andy Barrar, my co-host. He's also our producer. And a banana. And a banana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get emails about that. Uh, and the rest of the Get Connected team uh, back at the office. Mike, Andy, and Christina logging off for Get Connected. We will see you again next time.